Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nunez Nunchi podcast, where I invite special guests to do mental health deep dives and reactions to some of your favorite K-dramas. Today, I have Mariana Baroli, I hopefully I said that right, um, who is an Italian journalist that mainly covers K-pop, but I met her on Clubhouse, I mean, where we meet everybody pretty much, and we talked K-dramas, and she's also a K-drama fan, so I wanted to bring her on this podcast so we could have somebody from Italy. I love watching her stuff on Instagram and following her on social media, so please follow her. She's Counting Stars, by the way, on Instagram, but Mariana, welcome. So excited to have you. Thank you, Jeannie. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad that we met on Clubhouse. I know we met on Clubhouse mm -hmm. and we it went on one Clubhouse. of the best meeting ever on Clubhouse with it we, we are doing lots of great room together so I'm pretty excited about this podcast thanks so much for being here I'm so glad to have you so let's talk about your work first because yeah you obviously love watching k-dramas but you cover k-pop so talk a little bit about what you do exciting uh I actually tried to introduce K-pop uh, to the Italian public because uh, even before the pandemic, it was something that uh, it's, uh, it was seen like something for the younger. And then uh, I told everybody, no, come on, K-pop, it's uh, something like every other, every other kind of music. So try listen to it, even if it's in another language, it's not in Italian, it's not in English, so we are not used to that, but try to listen to it and understand better what they're saying and what they're singing. Actually, in, Itali in Italy, K-pop right now, it's basically BTS and a few other groups, maybe Blackpink, Beats, and Stray Kids, but mainly it's BTS, K-pop, mm -hmm. it's BTS. So I'm trying to uh, teach, let me say teach, uh, the Italian public that uh, K-pop is much more. And then uh, there is a huge uh, work behind that. So I'm trying to just uh, uh, let people know that there are smaller groups that are working hard to <laughs> try to become famous like BTS. And that maybe they have the potential to be famous uh, like BTS but they're not well known uh, in Italy mm -hmm. and in Europe. So I'm trying to do that. That's and, so, uh, it's so pretty cool. exciting. It's pretty exciting. Yes. Well, how did you and get it into that? And it all starts with BTS. It well, all yeah, starts with BTS. With BTS. Mm -hmm. Of course. Every, well, every time starts with them. It's true. And, and BTS is taking over the world. So that's fine. I'm waiting yeah. for them to, to go into K-dramas. Yeah, me too. I can't wait because uh, we just uh, we have Kim Tae Young on uh, Harang and uh, it was great. I mm -hmm. really like that, but uh, I can't wait to see Kim Sook Jin in a K drama or maybe someone else. Like uh, I think that uh, uh, J Hope and Suga they have a huge potential for K dramas because yeah, you know they, that I think their background is great. I think that's the next step, but that's exciting. So you're, I think that's super cool. You're educating uh, in your country about K-pop. So then how did you get into K-dramas? Uh, that was a passion of mine since like uh, 2009 when I started watching Boys Over Flower. It was my first K-drama. So uh, in Italy, it was pretty difficult to get 
the K-dramas, so I watch them uh, on website and uh, uh, blogs and things like that, so with the, the English subtitles, no one was watching them, and I was uh, the weird one uh, <laughs> who chose to watch K-dramas and anime all the time. And uh, right now, K-dramas are huge in Italy. There is huge request of K-drama. Netflix, uh, is, Italy is full of K-dramas. Everybody loves them. Uh, right now we have Vincenzo that uh, is uh, it's going so well here. It's one of the most uh, watched K-drama and uh, also uh, love featuring marriage and divorce, which is pretty strange. Mm -hmm. It's pretty strange, like, uh, it's a pretty strange choice, but it's going better than uh, Ita One Class. So mm -hmm. it's crazy how the Italian public uh, responds to K-drama, but uh, we love love stories. So <laughs> oh, yeah. That, uh, so interesting. So it's becoming more popular now. Now, let's talk about Vincenzo. Very, very popular drama, even in Korea and globally. So Italy, they, they thought okay about his portrayal of a conciliary? Yes, absolutely yes, because uh, uh, I was worried about that. So I tried to explain people beforehand that, uh, yeah, Korea, there was this kind of romanticizing the mafia, even uh, <laughs> twice I think it about that. So, okay, let's take it slow, but uh, Vincenzo is something else. And uh, actually, they're taking pretty well. Uh, no one is complaining mm -hmm. just because uh, I think that the they did understand that uh, Vincenzo it's it's not a mafia guy and it's yeah. something else. It's just something cool. else. So yeah, it's really cool. And the people are responding well to his Italian as well. Someone uh, is mocking him a bit, but still, I think it's uh, Italian is pretty good. So I really like them and I'm happy that uh, it's becoming famous and famous uh, here in Italy. And uh, also the side characters, are becoming really famous here in Italy and that's They're great so good. I, that's I really love great. the side actors yeah 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 they mm -hmm. they are great they are great I think that Kwak uh, Don Yon it's good so good and Okte Kion in the villain role I think hands down it's one of the best role I ever done wow so so let's talk about that because you're a journalist and I want to say, let's talk about who you've interviewed that are some K-drama people that you could share that was super fun. I'd love to ask you, what was some of the fun interviews you've done? Uh, absolutely. One of the best interviews was uh, the one with Sangun. Sangun. <laughs> Everybody Sangun. Yeah. Everybody Sangun. And in Italy is so famous. I, will, I didn't think about that. But uh, when I got the chance, and so I just say yes, because, you know, it's Sangun. So I said, okay, I'll take him, give it. Yeah. You don't say no to Sangun. <laughs> yeah, who can say, no one can say no <laughs> to mm -hmm. Sangun. And uh, it was so funny to interview. He's a great guy. He's really funny. And uh, it's really a simple guy, just uh, sharing his passion. Uh, it keeps uh, uh, telling us that... Uh, um, he loved to swim, but now his life is pretty different. So mm. doesn't matter because uh, this is uh, his dream now. So he's really happy and uh, he loves Italy. He, he was there. He came to Italy, I think, a couple of times already. And uh, is in love with uh, our country and can't wait to come back 
So it was a really funny interview and I have a lot of them, but uh, I can't share that much. I know you but, can't share uh, your work that much, but you can talk about yeah, something. That's but awesome. But there are huge names and I'm very, very happy. Well, did you speak about any specific of his K-dramas with him, like his work, like what he enjoyed about what he does? Yes, yes. He keeps telling that uh, it's really challenging uh, getting into his roles uh, because uh, he's always portrayed like uh, the good guy and the beautiful guy, the rich guy that uh, everyone loves uh, and uh, the main character falls in love with. Uh, And... uh, he wants something else. Is is uh, looking for something else, but uh, right now he's uh, on a love uh, uh, featuring marriage and divorce season yeah. two. So I think that uh, I know that he's reading a few scripts and uh, he's looking into something, some new roles. Maybe mm-hmm. I was uh, suggesting him something like uh, the one he did in Fate mm-hmm. with uh, Limino. He told me that uh, that role was really hard for him because uh, his character was uh, totally <laughs> doesn't exist in the real world. So for him, it's, uh, it was very challenging to uh, get into that character. And uh, it was great. Uh, and he loved that uh, role. But uh, I think that uh, now that uh, he grew up uh, a lot, uh, he can do much better. So I think that it would be good watch him in something like that maybe an historical uh, drama yeah fantasy historical drama I mean no matter what I know someone I mean I'm a fan of all the k-drama people so I think that's so cool you got to interview him that's super awesome so then I guess I'll ask you this um you and I have discussed it over clubhouse and just talking about mental health and you know mental health even of k-pop stars or k-pop idols What's your take on it? I mean, I, you don't think it's too personal, but what do you feel, how does mental health play a role and how, how did you feel about like Jisoo and, and some of the stories that we hear about some of these stars as a journalist? What's your take on it? Uh, I tried to speak to uh, what really happens and to the fact, because uh, I think that going out on uh, these people, uh, it's uh, crazy and attack them uh, on the media side, it's... Uh, overwhelming for them. It's already so hard for them uh, being uh, an idol or a K-pop or uh, an alley wave uh, actor. So uh, I think that uh, as a journalist, we need to just tell the story without judging them. And uh, that happens uh, too much with Jisoo because Mm -hmm. uh, I know I did something wrong and it was wrong. We all agree about that. But still, uh, right now, he's coming back, uh, explaining himself. Uh, and uh, yes, probably he was young. I don't know, but uh, I think that still uh, this, uh, this will be a huge issue in his life because he, he will be forever the one that uh, uh, <laughs> sexually assaulted a girl. And maybe it isn't true. So mm. I think that uh, going too hard on uh, this kind of stars that are very young and start at a young age, uh, away from their family, it's always wrong. I, I don't think it's good for them. And uh, I think that uh, also about Hyunjin of Stray Kids, keeping him away, to, they're keeping him away too much from the scene. Mm. And uh, we can see the group is suffering about that because uh, on Kingdom, they did great. It was, it was so good. They were amazing. 
but they were missing uh, something, someone. Uh, every time they told them, uh, we are eight, uh, they keep remembering it. Uh, we are eight, we're not seven. So I uh, think that going to Ireland, these guys, it's so wrong. Yeah, no, I hear you. But thanks for sharing that. I wanted to hear your viewpoint as a journalist. So, of course, I'm going to ask you this big question. How has K-dramas changed your life? Oh, they change it a lot because uh, I think that uh, K-drama helped me open my mind more than ever. Because uh, when you stick to the... Um, here in Italy, we are still stuck uh, on television with uh, uh, US uh, uh, programs. And that was, uh, I don't know, it's uh, uh, something that uh, helped me watching and thinking uh, over what uh, I see every day in my life and what I read every day in my life. And uh, um, also on... Uh, the romantic side of life, uh, I think that helped me like uh, understand more the people who I'm in front. And uh, I don't know, I think that uh, K-drama changed you in a better way because they're so sweet and simple and uh, they are something that uh, you're getting used to in your life. And uh, I think that they are healing in some kind of way. They're not toxic at all, because even if uh, there's some uh, character that, that is toxic, because uh, we always see, like, for example, uh, in uh, um, Boys Over Flower, Kimi no role, he was really, really, really toxic. Mm. But still, I think that uh, at the end, uh, you think, uh, oh, come on, it was just a rich guy with a lot of problems. Uh, I totally understand him. So, okay, maybe I can watch it again, thinking about that. Uh, and yes, it's healing. Uh, I think it's healing. Uh, and that's you. In my case, if they help me relax after a day of work, I like watching the <laughs> K-dramas during the night uh, before going to bed. And, uh, they're healing and they're keeping me safe. I feel safe. I love that. So then thank you for sharing that. I love that you said toxic because um, you're right. But then we somehow end up seeing their characters change and then you feel sorry for them. You're right. Emino's character. Yeah. It's funny, Boys Over Flower is such a popular drama, but then as people watch it, they're yeah. like, wow, his character's kind of annoying if you think about it, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, you go straight to the second lead saying, oh my yeah. God, so he's sweet. so safe. But still, it's not that safe because he has his own issues, like uh, he may no character. So when you get to the end, you say, okay, they all have problems. This <laughs> they all have problems but still we all do so yes. <laughs> come on let's try to understand them and I think that uh, it's really important to get that from K-dramas and uh, that's what I think it's good uh, because at the end they explain why the character is that way so you can learn from it and uh, from its mistakes uh, that can be yours so it's good. That's awesome. I know. So then that said, you also said K-dramas have been healing. How have they healed you? So can you think of some specific K-dramas or you're like that you go to that you're like, okay, I just feel good watching this. Yeah, actually, I have a K-drama which made me cry a lot uh, that uh, it's uncontrollably fond. Mm -hmm. And uh, that made me cry a lot because uh, it's a story 
that's so sad and so devastating that uh, I can relate to that because I lost uh, one of my best friends when I was uh, younger and uh, uh, we didn't know that uh, she was sick till the end. So I think that uh, I can relate to that and uh, it's kind of healing because uh, they help you see that you're not alone, uh, that uh, some people experience that as well uh, and how they react. I know that uh, uncontrollably fond, it's fake, but still uh, it's not that fake because these things happen to everyone in their life uh, can happen. So it's uh, something that life life is challenging. So. And I think that crying over that K drama has me healing a bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what happened when I was younger? I was uh, in middle school, so it, I was really young at that, at that time. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, that's the good thing about K dramas because you don't see that uh, in uh, in other uh, TV shows. Like for example, let me take, talk about I don't know. Um, something like uh, <laughs> I, I actually any medical uh, tv show mm-hmm. they didn't talk about that they just explain okay the people is sick okay it's sad but they didn't explain what happens to the other the other people around him uh, or uh, and that's that's something that k-drama do so i think that's really good like you get to see in k-drama's everybody else's perspective you mean like people around dying yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so you see what uh, what life is for the other people not just for the sick one that is going to die and uh, I think that uncontrollably funny it's a really good and healing drama you cry a lot by watching it because Mm -hmm. you cry a lot but it's really good it's a really really good drama well it sounds like it re- you recalled what happened to you when you were little with your best friend, which is very yeah. tragic, but it still helped you heal despite that, yeah. because I guess you just were able to express your emotions, it sounds like, because crying can be really good. Yeah, yeah crying is not a crime, uh, not for a girl, not for a woman, not for a boy, and not for a man. So let's cry watching K-drama. I love crying watching K-drama. And I love crying watching a romantic scene like in uh, Scarlet Art. I cried, uh, I cry a lot actually. So uh, I, <laughs> I think I cried for almost every drama I watched. So I'm not that. <laughs> but uh, uncontrollably fond, really devastating me and uh, okay. but I, I I felt good after watching it when it ended I told my sister that she's the one that suggests me the title she told me oh it's cute to watch that <laughs> so and I watched that and I cried so much and I told her I'm crying again <laughs> I keep crying for like 16 episodes but then I was, I felt good. Uh, and I told her, what that, watch this drama because it's good. Uh, it's really good. You cry a lot, but it's good. It's good for you. It helps you um, release your stress also. I think that uh, helped me a lot. It's one of the best drama I watched. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. No, it is a sad one. So folks, you, you should see it. I mean, all of them, sad, happy, romantic. They're all good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, there is Susie, which is good in that role. And uh, okay, we don't talk about him because it's too good to be true. So that's, uh... <laughs> that's funny. Oh, so that's speaking that's... of which then is, what is your favorite 
K-drama? Do you have one that you're like telling everybody about K-dramas? You have to watch this one. I think it's Goblin. It's not my favorite, but I think that everyone should watch that. Goblin. I cried a lot in Goblin too. I cried a lot too. I cried for that too. Um, I told you, I cry every time. I cry, I cry a lot too. You know, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'll cry when it's happy. I'm like, that's so happy. That's so yeah. <laughs> I totally feel you. I totally feel you. Mm-hmm. I keep crying. So well, <laughs> what do you tell I people about that? Goblin? And you said it's not your favorite, but why do you tell people to watch Goblin? I think that uh, it has everything that need. If you are not uh, used to a K-drama, you need to watch it because there is a romance, there is a supernatural side, there is a good story behind it. Uh, there is a lot of uh, traditional Korean uh, folk tale, and uh, I think that's good. It's uh, a mix of elements that make good and mm. the actors are great so I think that uh, it's a good starter because uh, I will tell uh, people to watch Boys Over Flower or Coffee Prince but mm-hmm. they are too old right now mm. and uh, I think that Goblin it's a good choice Classic. for someone who never watched a K-drama and wants to start watching something. I completely agree with you yes Goblin's one of my favorites um, that's awesome so on, on, on a last note mm-hmm. With your own, when we talk about mental health and mm-hmm. K-dramas, what do you think is one thing that you can share that K-dramas have helped you regarding your mental health? Now, we already talked about how it's changed your life, but what's one thing, I mean, because there's many things you could share, but one thing that you've seen in your life, how K-dramas have played a role about your, with your mental health? Mm, I think that... Uh... Uh, something happens when when uh, K drama became my job. When I start writing about that, uh, I actually because I was before I was just a fan, something that someone that was really passionate about that, but uh, was something that uh, I was talking about with a couple of friends uh, with the same passion and uh, keep bothering my sister and my family and my boyfriend when it happened. And uh, but then when I start writing about it, uh, I something switched because uh, I have this role in which uh, I have to explain to people what they're watching and why, and what happens uh, when uh, you keep watching too much K dramas because we are all watching too much K dramas. <laughs> because I just watch K dramas, I only watch them, but still. It's good. It's not something that uh, you should be afraid to tell to others. So I think that uh, helping people become aware that they're not strange, that's something common. Because here in Italy, sometimes uh, being passionate about uh, Asia and the Asian culture, it's still seen like, uh, oh, you're the strange guy with a passion for Korea and Japan. But still, you're not strange. It's just uh, something that uh, makes you feel good. So something switched when I start writing about them. And uh, when I keep telling, I start telling people that it's okay to watch them. It's, you're mm-hmm. good, you're like everyone else. 
there is uh, someone who likes uh, Turkish soap opera and someone uh, who likes Korean ones. So mm. you're on the Korea side and it's good. And something switched uh, in that moment. Uh, and uh, I think I said to myself the same thing. It's good to be, to have this passion and talk about it freely. So keep doing it. Uh, you, you can do it. You can share with everyone uh, without being worried about uh, what people are thinking about you so it's not it doesn't work it doesn't matter then what I, what people think about you because it's your passion it makes you feel good it's okay so keep doing it I think that really helped me a lot of gaining confidence that's interesting you said one thing that I had to just bring up so I guess in Italy they see it as Korean drama so they, they question wait why would you be interested in Korean dramas interesting okay but they're becoming more open-minded is what you're saying Yes, absolutely, because uh, there is a lot of, uh, during the lockdown, uh, we don't have that much content uh, to watch, so, and here in Italy was really, really strict for, uh, like, uh, one year and a half, so we can't, we couldn't go out, uh, not even from, on our balcony, so it was uh, really challenging, and uh, people are keep telling us, uh, uh, please help us watch it. Tell us what to do at home. Mm -hmm. And I told my boss, uh, I keep watching K-dramas. Why don't suggest them? So we keep, we started writing about them, just the top 10 to watch, start watching these. You can enjoy this one. And, uh, and suddenly I got a lot of people uh, texting me on uh, social media and sending me messages everywhere or email told me that uh, I love K-drama, but no one was talking about them. And there are every kind of age and people, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, the girl uh, from, uh, I don't know, 15 years old that was uh, passionate about uh, BTS. Mm-hmm. But there is also my mother, which is uh, 60 years old, and uh, she watched K-dramas and uh, listened to BTS. And uh, she's a huge Kim Tae-young uh, fan. So... <laughs> you know, <That's> awesome. <laughs> right now right now while, while we are talking she texts me oh our concept boutique it's arrived come over <laughs> it please because i can't wait to see the pictures and and still uh every kind of people are watching k-dramas right now and uh, netflix uh, italy it has a few of them not that much but vicky helps wow. a lot Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a huge issue with uh, Italian subtitles because uh, oh. a few of them are subtitled uh, in Italian, so a lot of people could uh, can't understand clearly what they're watching. Ah. But we are working on it. There is a lot uh, of girls that uh, are going to translate uh, and uh, on Viki and uh, <laughs> making subtitles in Italian as well. And I think that it's good because, uh, yeah, we're opening up and uh, it, it's time. It's time to open up and accept that the Korean is not that strange language. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it's really good. And uh, we are making uh, a lot of improvements uh, on uh, this side. I'm so excited. Well, that's exciting. And I'm so glad to have met you on Clubhouse. We're going to keep yeah, being on too. Clubhouse talking about uh, K-dramas and, of course, K-pop. But thank you so yeah. much, Mariana. Any last words you want to share to any K-drama fans out there? Oh, 
thank you so much for having me. You know that I was so excited to be here. <laughs> but yeah, keep following us uh, on Clubhouse. We are chatting freely every week, almost every week. I'm I'm totally sleepy because it's always night. Yeah, it's <laughs> hours ahead in Italy. Yeah, but still, I'm always awake, so. No worries. <laughs> you can feel my sleepy voice. You're my sleepy voice, but uh, I'm trying to. Be, I try to be funny. In clubhouse as you well. are funny. Well, I love it that I got to speak to an Italian journalist about K dramas. It just tells you how it's going around the world, and it brings us together. Friendships. Yeah. So totally. thank you so totally. much for joining us, you guys. Thanks thank for you. listening in on the Nunes Nunchi podcast. Join us next week for a new episode. Bye. With Mariana Baroli. Thank you, Jeannie. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you can listen in on platforms such as Spotify, Pandora, Google, and Apple, but also watch the podcast on our Nunez Nunchi YouTube channel every Monday where it launches at 6 p.m. Eastern.